0: Reflection of Grace Outreach Ministries was established to help provide for the natural man so that the spiritual man can receive Christ's salvation by inspiring souls and removing the mask through the word of God. Also visit us at www.reflectionsofgraceoutreachministries.org for our ministry information, products and books like A Breath of Melodies. My steps have already been ordered. Rhythm of Rage, and so many more. Only with Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries. Amen. God bless everyone for joining today. We thank you and we are so happy that you could join us. We thank you that you have taken time out of your schedule to fellowship with us today. We are so thankful for everything. We thank (laughs) God, for protecting us and shielding us from hurt, harm, and danger. We thank God for up to this point that he has made a way for us. And we're so happy that you can join and we thank you. Tonight, we want to talk about something uh, that's really, I believe, the Lord has put on my heart to to share with the people today. We're going to talk about uh, an amazing person. Um and this person in the Bible who didn't know everything he wasn't every he wasn't um, the most astute person, he wasn't groomed to be the person that he turned out to be. However, he turned out to be what the Bible says one of the most uh, most liked kings in the Old testament. This person's name is Josiah, and tonight's lesson is about um, the subject God gave me is when we know better, we do better, and your blessings are in your obedience. So tonight, we're going to start off with a a quick word of prayer before we go into it. Um, The scripture read is going to be 2 Kings the 22nd chapter, Um, and I just pray that everyone gets something out of it that can, and we pray that God bless everyone and the words that come forth. Father God, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercies. We thank you for everything, God. We thank you that in the midst of everything that's going on, that you are still God, and we can still praise you and worship you for all things. We thank you that you have been a keeper, for us, we thank you that you have guided our hearts and our minds to stay trained on you and steadfast in your will. We know that the devil is always plotting and he's always trying to steal, kill, and destroy, but we know that greater is he that is in with us, within us than he that's in the world. So now, Lord, we ask you today to bless the word and bless the discussion that's going forth. We pray that it edifies. And instruct someone and we bless you and we thank you and we glorify your name yes we ask in your name jesus amen amen in the bible there was a king named josiah who ruled the kingdom of judah the interesting thing about him was he began his rule at the age of eight and he reigned for 31 years God was pleased with his rulership, and the Bible tells us that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the way of David, his father. He turned not aside to the right hand or to the left hand. However, it was not easy because of the inherited laws and rules that were in place from the last 400 years for his people. You see, his grandfather Manasseh and father Amnon were evil and served idol gods and sought divination to help them rule. Also, his predecessors constructed altars known as high places and burned incense around the Israelite temple in order to worship all the hosts of heaven, as found in 2 Kings. 21st chapter third and the fifth verse so josiah josiah spirit knew that these practices were wrong and not in alignment with what he was feeling and thinking although the ritual and traditions of his parents introduced them to these practices it seemed right because everything was in place before he was born so therefore It was not opposed or condemned. But the divine providence of God interceded for such a time to Josiah. And while restoration of the temple was being done, the king sent his workers to to Hilkiah, the priest, with silver to pay the workers for the work that they were doing. So Hilkiah told one of the workers for the king that he had found the book of the law in the wall during the repairs that they were making. The book was given to the worker and the scribe named Shapan to read the book. He showed Josiah the book which was found and he began to read it to Josiah. Well, immediately the king began to tear off his clothes in anguish and remorse Josiah told his workers to go and commune with the prophetess named Huda. Huda began to uh, use, to be used by God to say, then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, tell the man who sent you to me, thus says the Lord, behold, I will bring calamity on these places and on its inhabitants, all the words of the book which the king of Judea has read because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore, my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah who sent you, to inquire of me, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, they, that they shall become a desolation and a curse. The curse, you look at Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68, and it'll give you uh, more information on what that curse was. And you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. So they brought back word to the king. Josiah did not know that his lifestyle was an abomination and that there were laws in place to tell of the consequences of constant disobedience, which is sin. However, when you look, when, when the book was read to him concerning the sinfulness, that was being done in the sight of the Lord, he repented and called for the people to fast and pray and re-consecrate themselves and the temple back to the Most High God that brought them out of Egypt. God desires for our obedience when we profess to love him and desire to please him. His will for us is to follow his plan and precepts. God understands that we are flawed and we will make mistakes. But just like Josiah, there must be true repentance in our hearts and a tenderness and mercy for grace for God so that God can see that we truly mean to flee from the actions that displeases. When Josiah learned that his right to do When Josiah learned what was right to do, he immediately stopped. He repented and asked for mercy. You know, can we think of a time where we were in this situation when our response to knowing that we've done wrong or thinking that about doing will disappoint God and ultimately hurt our testimony? So I thank God for that introduction. And when I was reading this, the Lord was the, the chapter, 2 Kings twenty second. the Lord was revealing to me that um, Josiah was born into these situations. He was born into this situation. He was eight years old when he took on the leadership and rulership of as king of Judea. So He didn't know that all of the inherited things for the past 400 years were were what was he inherited. You know, sometimes we can inherit uh, mannerisms and characteristics of of our forefathers, you know, just because they did it, that it, it just seemed right because mom and them did it and daddy did it and and everybody did it, and that's what we are. Just like in our environment, when we live in a certain environment, you know, I, like I lived on the west side, west side of Chicago, and my environment, it was good. It was it was oriented toward uh, everyone stand in a community. You know what I mean? So, whenever we ventured outside of the west side, and like we go over to the south side or Cause we couldn't go to the north side because the north side was kind of restricted to us. And we couldn't go out west because that was restricted to us too. But when we went on the south side, see, we always had this, this given rule or this given law that, you know, don't talk to other people on the south side. You know, the south side people think they more than the west side people. You know, and you grew up with that with that uh with that understanding. Because that's all you knew. But as you grew, grew older, you started as a person venturing outside of the West Side, you started to see that all people are pretty much the same. All people have the same uh, understanding, maybe the different life lessons based on where they live, but they have the, it's the same basic understanding. And this was the same action that Josiah had. Josiah grew up with Manasseh and Amnon, and they did evil in the sight of the Lord. If you read uh, uh, 2 Kings, the 21st chapter, it it talks about Manasseh and Amnon building idols and worshiping idols outside of the temple and burning incense, you know, and Josiah inherited that. But deep down in his heart, he knew that something was out of place about that because he have heard stories about the God of Israel, the God that that uh, delivered them out of Egypt. But yet and still, the rituals and the practices that were going on didn't quite seem to jive with him. But instead of him being a king and and fully, you know, tearing down those things, he just figured that well, God is pleased with this, so I'm gonna go forward and keep on going. And, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But like we said earlier, the divine uh, providence of God interceded because while they were restoring the temple, they found what was called the Book of the Law, and what the Book of the Law is, it's the first five books of the Bible, and, uh, and um, in Hebrew terms is termed uh, Pentateuch. Well, the Pentateuch. What English people made that word of the Pentateuch. And those are the first five books, um, Genesis, Deuteronomy, Exodus. Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and Numbers. Those are the first five books of of the Bible. Well, in these books, there are some books of the laws, and that's what they found in the, the temple. Maybe in previous uh, rulerships or kingships or priesthoods that were there, they probably hid them in the in the uh, wall while they were going through the captivities and the exiles, uh, and uh, Babylonian and Assyrian rules over them. But yet, when Josiah was there, he became king, and he w- went on. Uh, a pledge, or he went on a mission to restore the temple. And that's where they found the book of the law. And inside the book of the law, there are so many uh, things that it talks about, so many rules, so many commands, you know. And Genesis, it talks about the creation, God created. And Exodus, it talks about the deliverance from the children of Israel from Pharaoh and Egypt. So in Deuteronomy, God was expressing the laws and the commands that he wanted his chosen people that were delivered out of Egypt to abide by. And in one of those chapters, Deuteronomy 28, he gave instruction about the blessings of obedience and the curses of disobedience. So... When Josiah heard this, and because um, the Chapman, I believe Chapman, he read, he read him to the scriptures and what it said. And when he read those curses of disobedience, it entailed everything that they were actually doing at that time in that moment. As a children of Israel, as the, the chosen people of God, the, specifically, he told them not to serve idol gods, not to build uh, temples, and not to burn incense, and that was specifically the ritual that they were doing, and so God began to express to him what those what that would entail, what would be the ramifications of it by that being a disobedient act according to the book of the law that was written by Moses, that was given by God, Josiah knew that his people were in trouble. And he immediately, the, the connection between him and the most high God connected at that point, right? then and there. Because you see, sometimes people will hear the truth and they will, they will listen to what's being said to them and they were disregarded. They would be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's what the the subject is. The subject is when we know better, we do better. Your blessings are in your obedience. Now, see, that sets up everything, you know, and a lot of times people talk about how the book of the law changed. uh, They began to reinstitute and reconsecrate the temples and re-worship and praise God. You know, but in that moment, let's think about Josiah. If Josiah had to just brushed it off and told the priest and the people that, and the, the guy that brought it to him to, oh, just put it over in the pile over there, I'll read it later, or I don't believe all of that stuff. If he had the same mentality and the characteristics of his forefathers, you know, because oral pass down was still implemented in the Old Testament. They didn't too much write anything. They basically orally passed down information about God, about the commandments, about everything that was was, uh, expected of them as the people that God uh, delivered out of the hands of Pharaoh. So they heard it. But, you know, sometimes when you get in another environment and that other environment is doing wrong, you find yourself doing wrong, too. You know, no matter how much you, you want to do right, you sometimes the influences They call it peer pressure. They call it uh, negative influences that, that gets into your life. And they, you start to say, no, 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 no. But eventually, you know, you're still hanging around those people with the negative influences and doing negative things, you know, like, like it says in a bad company corrupts good behavior. So this wasn't the case with Josiah. Josiah might have, out of his ignorance, might have continued to do these things because it was part of the tradition. It was part of the environment, just like me on the West Side. Had I stayed in that mindset, oh, don't talk to South Side people, you know, this and that and that and going on. You know, I would never have gotten to know so many great people outside of my community so josiah you know he heard these words and he upon hearing it you know he began to tear his clothes and he began to to weep and he began to to pray and he began more importantly to repent see god want us to know when when we know better when there's something that God is telling us to do, or it, when there's some, something that is tugging on your heartstrings to not do, God wants you to be obedient to that. And a lot of times, whether you are Christian, non-Christian, or whatever you propose to uh, have a faith in, there's always something inside of you that will tell you, uh-uh, oh, don't do that. Or it would always tell you um, that, hey, what you're doing is not right. Don't do that. So it's up to us, it's up to the individual person to listen. And see, when when Josiah heard this, Josiah immediately tore his clothes and began to repent because he knew that he was he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But the divine providence of God placed him in the wrong place at the right time because he was the only one and the first one to hear the books of the law. And it touched his heart so greatly that he repented. He repented on behalf of the people, on behalf of him. So what they had there, they had what was called royal sin, and then they had... Uh, Rampant sin, those were the two things that were going on. So you have to understand the royal sin were the sins of the rulership. because All down through the rulership, Hezekiah and Manasseh and Amnon. Those people enacted and instituted and, and propagated the worship in the temples and, and all of those things. So that was the royal sin. They sinned against God. Because the commandment said, I shouldn't have uh, no other God before me. You should worship the Lord, your God, and only me. <laughs> you know? But they didn't do that because they had gotten into Canaan and the Canaanites and Assyrians and some of the other uh, worship things that they did in those other places. They instituted it in the Jewish customs and the chosen people customs. And they built what was called high places, and you have heard that? We heard that word "high places" before, because uh, Paul talks about it in Ephesians six twelve. So, just a little background on what the high places were: the high places were a pagan uh, ritual site, a pagan place where they went up and offered incense and and, and blood sacrifices to their god. Um, And it was the god of Baal and Ashtoreth. Um, It was Mastarat. And it was uh, another god, Asherim. Those are the gods that were worshipped in the high places by the Canaanites. and they built shrines and, and then they had this one fertility god that they worship in the high places. So yet instead of them keeping it in the high places, they brought it into the temple or around the temple, which which desecrated the the, the place of God, where God dwelled, the most high God dwelled. So the high places that paul was talking about he said we wrestle not in ephesians six twelve. we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places so you see once you begin to set out to worship in that manner in high places meaning that you you forgot about God and you're starting to worship these other gods, the like fertility God, the God of, of brick and stone, and, and the God of of the trees and everything like that, you begin to place yourself under a curse. So when we know better, we do better. Now God is telling us, okay, in Deuteronomy 28, that these things are not supposed to be done. These things are not according to God's command and his will. So when Josiah heard this, he began immediately to begin to start, uh, called on the people and called for a prayer and called for a fast. And sometimes when we get in situations and we know that, that God has revealed to us it's a wrong and a bad situation, we have to always get to the place as believers in God and believers in Christ to get to a place where, okay, I need to fast and I need to pray. I need to get out of this situation. And when we know better, we do better. Meaning when a situation come up against us or we find ourselves in that, you know, we need to leave it. We need to get away from it. Because when we know better, we do better. If we know that a situation is killing our joints, stealing us, stealing our our emotions from serving and worshiping God. We need to just cut ties with it, because God wants to be worshiped and praised all the time in our lives. He wants to be acknowledged all the time in our lives, but how can we acknowledge God when we have all these other things going on? And that's what what the book of the law Expressed to Josiah. He's like, Well, we're doing this wrong. All of this is wrong. The God that delivered us, the God that has been there for us through history, here we've cut ties with him and we begin incorporating these other things. So, what Josiah did, he called on the priests and the elders and he called on the people and they instituted a fast and they instituted uh, what they called a reconsecration of the people. Now, Unfortunately, that did not stop the, the judgment that was put in place because of that disobedience. Sometimes God, you know, there are consequences for our actions. When we in a, when we don't know, that sometimes God gives us mercy and grace and God does not uh, allow things to come against us. But in this case, It was down through the centuries, down through uh, 400 years that God continuously tried to speak to his people, tried to get them to turn from their wicked ways. In 2 Chronicles uh, 7.14, everybody loves to read that scripture. But what it says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways and seek him, he will heal their land. I'm paraphrasing. That was done back in Solomon's time. (laughs) <laughs> he he told Solomon that a long time ago. Now, <laughs> we're moving forward to this time. You know, now, you know, they're at a place where they didn't listen. You know, and now there's uh, curses of disobedience. And we don't want to be like that. We want to be like Joshua. I, I'm sorry, Josiah. We want to be like Josiah because Josiah knew and understand after hearing that, that he needed God. He needed to turn back to God. He tore his clothes, meaning he tore off the old skin of sin that he ruled in and that he lived in. And he showed God that he didn't want to have that on him anymore. Nowadays we don't have to tear our robe, our clothes off us, rip our clothes in repentance. But sometimes we have to rip our consecration, we got concentration, we got to rip those things that that we are thinking about. We got to tear that like like an onion. We got to tear that first and second and third layer of that onion off of us, off of our character, off our heartstrings, off our our desires. That means God wants us to create a new heart and a new spirit within us. And how can we do that when we're always being uh, externally and emotionally and spiritually Influenced by things that keep us bound to not worshiping and serving God the way we should. A lot of information that's going out there talks about how God is uh God should not allow these things to happen. And why do we believe in God? Why do we believe that there's a, a one true God in the world? Well, Why not believe that? Why should we believe that there are so many other things going on in this world that we don't have a true identification of when the Bible clearly gives us an outline that in the beginning God created? So we believe that. I mean, if if you want to believe that we came from a primordial soup and we just started... Walking on the earth as fish, and we grew to amphibians, then we went to monkeys. And the, the earth is about a billion years old. Then that's your preference, if that's what you want to do. But I like to believe that there was intelligent design into who we are and what we are and what we'll be. We be become. Also, I like to believe that after death, there is eternal life. There's life to look forward to. This is not just the end. This is not just the, the darkness when, we're, when we die, when we leave this earth, that there is something after that, that we can spend eternity in joy and peace and, and living in a peaceful state you know, continuously after this. I would rather believe that than believe that once this is over, this is over, because then what's the point in living if that's the case? I would like to have a purpose. God gives us a purpose in his word. God tells us that, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and he has a plan for us. So if we're gonna stick to that and learn and understand that, then that gives us purpose in our life and in our living. So Josiah found that. He found that it through the books of the law because he saw the curses of disobedience. And from that, he could pick up on Okay, we need to do something about our lifestyle. We have to do something about what we're doing. And he began to institute uh prayer and reconsecration. And he also um we implemented the Passover. And the Passover when they they had to um they have to give an offering of sheep or bullocks to God and and they cleaned the temples out and they cleaned and restored everything. Uh-huh and took all the idols and the, the, the incense out of there, and they rededicated it to God for worship to him. You know, and that's what sometimes we have to do. A lot of times we get in, like I said, we get into um, situations that causes us not to really reflect on that. But thank God that we have the template of uh The first five books of the the Bible, we have the complete rest of the books of the Bibles to help us to grow and help us to understand that the God we serve loves us. He is a just God. He is a God that believes in right and wrong. (laughs) So there's no real middle ground with God. But there is opportunities for mercy, and there's opportunities for grace with God. When your heart, because God sees our heart, and he said, man looks at the outward, but I look at your heart. So that's important. See, that's where the prophet uh, Holder, Huda, if I'm saying her name right, Holder, he she told him that God had heard your prayers, and... Based on him hearing your prayers, he saw your heart. He saw how you, you fell down and how you worship him and um, how you uh, humbled yourself. See, a lot of times we, we need humility in our walk. We do. We, case in point, we can't walk around because we are men and women and children of God with gifts and, and, and talents. We have to humble ourselves. And just because God has blessed us with these gifts and these uh, signs and, and, and these the unctionings of the Holy Spirit and the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit, we should not be walking in, in uh, a prideful manner, you know, like we just, we just got it all going on because God gave us a gift. The, the humility in what we walk and how we walk and how we move and have our being it helps draw people to us. And when we are walking like we are boastful and prideful, people don't want your God. Because the first thing they're going to say is, look at him, think he's something, think she's something." look at him. And then they just waiting for your demise, waiting for you to fall on that rock, <laughs> waiting for you to stumble. So they can say, see there, what kind of God she got? What kind of God he got? Look at him, he's messed up. But in our humility, see, we take on the same characteristics of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ came humbly into this world. He taught. He walked with those that were in need. He prayed for those. He healed those that were sick. People often wonder why, if he was a king, uh, the king of kings, why is he down here in, the, in, in the, the area where all the sick and afflicted was? You know, he wanted to bring Christ to them. He wanted to be with them. He wanted to show them that God loves them too. So when we are out and about as men and women of God, we should have that same uh, character. We should have that same um, personality that that people would see, you know? And if they see that personality, then they would be able to to hear and be more receptive to what you might be saying or uh, bring it to them as a word of God.
1: Amen. Amen. Great point. I, I just want to expound on the scripture you have in the lesson here. 2 um, Kings 21, verses 3 through 5, I believe. For he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. He raised up altars for Baal and made a wooden image as Ahab king of Israel had done, and he worshiped all the hosts of heaven and served them. He also built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, in Jerusalem, I will put my name. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. Amen. Oh, let me continue. Also, he made his son pass through the fire practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft, and consulted spiritists and mediums. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. I'm going to pause right there because it's a lot of detail in this chapter. This chapter is before the, the main chapter. Mm-hmm. So when we look at right here, we can look at the time span when King jo- Josiah had discovered the book of the law, okay, it was not yet in his possession, but in looking at what was already going on in the history, and in that current time, everything, once he got the book of the law, everything that was that was forbidden, that God wanted them to do, was already being done, all the laws were being broken, I want to read um, the book, a uh, scripture out of the book of the law, a few scriptures. And we believe the book of the law by the first five books of the Bible, which is the Pentateuch, the Torah. And I want to read um, in the book of Deuteronomy because I would believe that King Josiah read this as well at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's chapter four, verses fifteen through twenty. Take take careful heed to yourselves, for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at out of the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, or the likeness of any fish that is in the water beneath the earth. And take heed, lest you lift your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. I want to stop right there and expound. Right there, that King um, Josiah's father, his forefather, they broke all of this. They broke all the laws. Mm -hmm. They went against what God said. And God, it, it moved God to wrath. It moved his anger. It stirred him up. Because God is clearly showing us that if we break his word and we lead others astray we still got to pay for what we have done we still there's punishment there's punishment because of our sin and we have we have misled and and caused other people to go astray when he put us in leadership and everybody don't don't have to necessarily be called a leader but you just got to know when you know more righteousness you're called to demonstrate that. You're called to bear fruit from that. Just like God is looking at evil, it's running rampant. It is, it's, it, it, you, can't, you can't close your eyes to it. It's very prevalent. It's in the earth. It was happening before we got here. So we just have an inclination to be drawn towards evil because evil is, um, it, it, is it is just our in, in favorite. It. It, yeah, It's our inherent nature, the way that we were formed before we got here, because we were formed from Adam's fallen nature. So we just have a, a natural instinct to want to see it. You don't even have to be taught how to lie, but because you may have done something that you didn't quite understand that was right. And when someone questioned you, authority questions you, you quickly don't want to, to reap or feel the consequences of your disobedience or you just naturally want to hide it and say you didn't do it. So who taught you that? Your nature, your mind. So God has put inside of all of us a consciousness of right and wrong. So there's no excuse that we can say like King Josiah that he did not have the law, the book of the law to just stand there and then you know tell the Lord or tell any of the people that was looking to him and how was he going to address this concern and this situation? You know, he couldn't just sweep this under the rug and say, you know, well, I didn't know any better. My father did wrong. I didn't know any better. I was just doing what my people were doing. No. See, the Lord is looking at the, the heart of man. And Proverbs 9, 10 tells us the wisdom of the beginning of the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The Holy One is God. Knowledge is his word. That's the knowledge he's talking about, the knowledge of good and evil. Identifying with it because of our sin nature, we are well aware of knowledge of good and evil. Yet God has not given us no pass on that no more because Adam and Eve, they were spiritually covered before they fell to, to Satan's um, his temptation. You know, so God is showing us how when you live among people that's constantly look like they're getting away with stuff and they're just doing whatever they want to do, authority, people are running around telling people to do things this way. And then over here, you see someone else kind of sort of got a different rule with the same sin, the same mistake, the same way. They're judging things a little bit different, but yet it's still sin in the eyes of God. So God is looking at the heart of man. And he already knows the hidden things that are with, that are within us. Like, we can all, in the eyes of God, he sees both two people standing before him. One has a repentant heart, and they both have committed the same sin. Guess who God is going to shine favor upon? The one that has a repentant heart. So the word of God is telling us that no, it, the way... A man plans from his heart but the Lord directs his steps and what seems right unto a man you know is the end the, if he continues and he don't stop to to stop and, and, and wonder and, and calculate the, the things that he's doing and, and and hear feedback to understand that there may need to be some adjustments there may need, there, there might need to be some changes or even pay attention to your conscience. You know, because sometimes you ain't even got somebody there telling you and tapping you on the hand, telling you that you're ruling wrong and that this is wrong. And then you see the tears coming down people's eyes and and how they're coming to you in leadership or coming to you in confidence to ask for your help in situations. And yet you want to sweep it under the rug and say, you know, in a sense, not my not my problem, not my fault, not my business. And see King Josiah took full accountability. He paid attention to that situation because he had to fear the Lord on the inside of him. He was given such a great role at a young age, and yet he sat on the throne, and he watched how others ruled before he was given that full authority to rule over the the kingdom. Yet he realized that a lot of blood was shed a lot of times. See, we're human, and when we see injustice, we feel that. We go home at night. And we think about that situation, either we're praying for the correction or either God is stirring us up, spurring us up to be an advocate for that cause or to be a support to those people or that situation. God wants us to maybe be a mouthpiece, maybe be you know someone that can um, shed light upon a situation, whereas that's why he allowed it to cross our paths. So when we look at how they were uh, committing idolatry, which is the number one thing God does, he does not take lightly. He don't, he don't have a a soft back to that. He does not have, you know, like, um, grace upon grace upon grace when we commit idolatry. Because right there, we have put another God on the throne. And that's a no-no to God. That's a part of the Ten Commandments. It starts out like that. So God put what was in priority to him to be listed so that we will know that he's the one only true living God of this word that we today are supposed to live by. So he wants us to pay attention to this and get this down on the inside of our heart as he tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he's talking about how- us having a mindset, this word of God is the kingdom. He want this mindset to be into our thoughts and into our hearts and into our actions so that this fruit can come out in our walk. So if we don't seek ye first the kingdom of God, then we won't get his righteousness. We'll get man's favor. We'll get, we're only going to go so far. There won't be no continual blessings and rewards and, and pleasing God, nor will we inherit the kingdom of God, nor have eternal life. So when we look back in the book of the law and Deuteronomy, the Lord was letting them know that they are his people. They are, they have an inheritance. He not only rescued them out of slavery from 400, I think in 30 plus years that he prophesied in Genesis to Abraham, your people, you know, are going to be enslaved. So when they got delivered, God was letting them know, not only am I rescuing you from your current situation And your cries that I have heard. But yeah, I have an inheritance laid up for you. And I have a land that I want to give you that's already built. The the vineyards and everything is fruitful. Everything is flowing with milk and honey. You don't have to worry about your clothes. You don't have to worry about who's coming to battle against you. But when we break that idolatry sin, when we we sin by erecting different, um, like today, there's a lot of uh, Christians that are committing idolatry. And that is part of that new platform out Mm -hmm. there and technology. I mean, we strive to look at what people consider the most popular thing, such as um, people admiring, subscribing to people's channel on different social platforms, people liking people's um, pictures and liking their page, liking their um, account, whatever it is that you post or you see others posting. This is not just the world doing it. It's plenty of God's people are participating in all of that. And as they grow, you begin to see, sometimes you, you pay attention to see, is the Lord being exalted by that? Is the Lord getting glory from that? Or is that person really drawing men to them? So God wants us to realize that there's no excuse for us today. There's no excuse. We don't have the same um, quite mercy and grace that he gave his people. In ancient days, because they didn't have all of the the old the sixty six books, we have the sixty six books. We have more information now to understand how grace operates it and works. how living under the law operates. The mm-hmm. law of sin and death it leads to nothing but destruction. We can't get right on our own. We can't do it alone. So God is telling us, "No, you come to my Son Jesus and you repent for your sins." And truly, when He said repent, that means confess. Turn away, turn away, turn, go, go 180, get away from that situation, no longer be a part of that because what entices us to sin is learning how we got away with it. See, a lot of times people are tempted to go back and repeat a thing because they thought nobody saw it. And so they continue to learn how to become a professional at lying, manipulating people, um, knowing how to get people to uh, persuade people to follow them and do certain things. So God is looking at all of these things that builds up altars in our lives. They build up, you know, situations where he's saying, he's saying that it's better to obey than to sacrifice. And tonight's topic is really important because it's better. What's the cover page? Let me re- repeat that again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, here it is. It says, when we know better, we do better. Your blessings are in your obedience. And so when King Josiah got the book of the law, right there, everything set in the motion. He immediately, he didn't delay. He didn't procrastinate. He didn't, he didn't even get put up no smoke screen. That he he had all the answers and come back later. No, he assigned the word to each man. I think it was five of them: the priest, mm-hmm. um, his secretary, and the other three people. And he sent them to the prophet. He sent them to a person that was connected with the Lord, the living true God. Not any prophet. Not he didn't. He didn't summon several prophets to come. He sought after someone he knew was living right because he could under, He saw the fruit of that woman's life
0: mm-hmm. and her
1: husband's life. So when we think about it, these matters are very serious to our future. They're very serious to how we are worshiping God. And then today we have, so we see this same stuff going on today. People are worshiping astrology. They're worshiping nature. They're they're just becoming famous based on their findings and, and these spiritual beings. They exist. They exist today. God, when, God, when God spoke right here in Deuteronomy, right here, when He said in this particular verse, um, verse seventeen, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, just think about that. There are UFOs out here, and people are getting paid to take videos, take photos. Take them to the National Enquirer and get them to, you know, publish this information on, on different pages. They're not all people we could say of the world. They're, some of those people are Christians. And, and depending on those situations, we know that God wants us to spread the word that spiritual beings, And in high places, they are real. Whether you think they're real or not, they are real. And God shows us these things in the spirit. When we go to sleep at night, he shows us different things in our spirit so that we can see these spiritual hosts, they're real. They are truly real. And Greek mythology, all of that is not mythology as far as I'm saying um, false. It's definitely a lot of truth to that. Whether we want to believe that or not, like the horse, the Pegasus pegasus horse that have the wings, I believe, just like dinosaurs. Today, there's not one dinosaur. There are bones. There are bones that that prove that it existed. But just think about it. There's so many animals that are not, you know, mentioned that were here on the earth that were creeping and crawling creatures. And so the Lord was letting us see right now that there's nothing new under the sun. All of this still is going on today. So whether we call this um, today you know, modern terms, people change the terminology over time. Like a plate, you may, I may tell you to eat off the plate. Someone else may tell you it's a saucer. So whatever it's called, the bottom line, you need to understand the foundation of what to do with that information. And so the word of God is the foundation for where we stand on solid rock to follow the true living God. He wants us to give up all of what we got to follow him. And when I say, when he said follow him, that means that when someone present the word of God to you and you have uh, been doing things a certain way and you hear the truth now, because you might feel like you still can walk around with the pride, on your shoulder, you're a Christian. No, sometimes he can tell a non-believer something to tell us and correct us in our walking, in our ways, because they might not know scripture like we feel we know scripture, but they can say something that can cut, that can convict our hearts, that tell us we got to go back and do more studying, We got to go back and repent about a thing. We got to get, we got to stop judging, you know, the sin and love on everybody because God says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you. There's reasons for why it is written in his word to tell us those things, because we're sowing into our future, and when you sow, when someone has spoken ill of you, or have done something wrong to you, the Lord wants us to pray for them, because what you do, again, you keep coals from burning them up, and yet your blessings continue to flow. Ain't nothing being delayed that God has in his time to release to us. I mean, that, that, that release is to make peace with us between peace of, with us and our enemies. Because he's telling us that if you get my word and you, you get this knowledge in you, I will deliver you when you come into a matter and, and everybody has surrounded you to de- destroy you and they already know something ahead of you to cut you off. But yet God sees that you, we, are, we are defenseless we are trusting him obedience is about total trust do you trust me obey me if you trust me obey me and that's what god is saying tonight with this word king josiah was a good king he had the right spirit god saw he saw past his ancestors and he looked at him and god made him to be a just man in his eyes a just king Mm -hmm. and so today we we are if we look at our lives today he is preparing us to be um, men and women of God to be in leadership over His word, good steward over His word, and He has entrusted us with gifts and talents and a heart. And we're and He's building a heart inside of us, a new heart, not a stony heart, but a new heart and a new spirit. So when we are when we encounter situations, He's watching how we're going to address it how we're going to come to him first and foremost and talk to him about every matter that's what he training us in the world to do because king josiah he ran he ran he had to get a prophetic word to him he loved god but he had to get a right now word and what direction to do what direction to go in that book because how do you fix so much that has been broken for so long we have to cry out to god and repent turn down our plate and we have to show God, God, this is your word. This is the only place I can go to get an answer because he's always speaking in his word and what he's doing, he's going past all the noise past all of the strongholds and the old mindsets that we were taught about how to handle a thing or how to be a leader according to this world giving you kudos. But God wants us to go deep down into the spirit because that's where he comes to visit us and he'll let us know when we live it right because he'll protect us and he won't let harm come upon us. Now one hair the devil can harm nor take away from you until God says your time to to, um, be delivered and leave here. But and all I'm saying is that today we can see all of these Deuteronomy laws are being broken today. When you look to the left, when you look to the right, there's so much of this. You Google this on the uh, internet, you can see how people worshiping stars, how they're worshiping angels. They don't know if they're good angels, bad angels. They're, they're, they're going to spiritists. They're going to mediums. Um, they're worshiping strange looking animals. Um, they're, they're, you know what I'm saying it, it, they're mating with all types of strange flesh we're living in the days of Noah it ain't never changed what it is is that we have access to one click in technology to see things that we that well, will shake well, he, our he, core never that one time. exactly and, and, and just like black magic that's considered dark it's in the dark but God is saying I want you to know the truth because he wants us to no longer have to walk into traps that are set because he's laying out, giving us more knowledge today to have discernment, to turn away from that, to turn back and repent. Because sometimes we, we don't really realize somebody is weaving us into a web and bringing us closer into destruction. And while we're thinking about something that's bad or something that's wicked, and we're heavy in our spirit, we have to realize that praise Turn to God. Turn to Him. Worship Him because the devil wants your praise. Whether whether you know it or not, when he realizes he can't get you to trip in the basic sins that you know from being in the world that you no longer have desire to do because we are striving more towards what God is offering us now eternal life. And with eternal life, he has given us wisdom. He's given us discernment. He's um, feeding our spirit, man, and we're growing. And we want that. And we don't want to be separated from God. Just like David, King David said, do not, you know, take your spirit from me. You know, no matter what you do to chastise me, I've done wrong. But clean up my heart, oh God, you know, help me to have a a steadfast spirit. Um, walk with you and steadfast, fast, you know, heart for you to do right and to be connected to you because we don't want to be separated like Adam and Eve were from the beginning. Now that we are connected to the Holy Spirit, as the Word of God says, um, knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And we're getting more understanding by realizing how God's word is such a foundation for us. We don't have to look in too many other places and books to get the right understanding how to deal with people today, how to walk in our um, authority, how to you know, hold the position that God has planted us in. We don't have to call people and get second opinions or confirmations. It's right here. It's right here. And, and through our obedience, our children, children and generations to come will be blessed and be just like King Josiah, his forefathers, um, his father his grandfather they were wicked kings yet he's from the line of david and david was a good king so he inherited that blessing from david so there are if we depends on how we um lead and how we obey god and his word he's going to raise up our offspring and he's going to bless them or you know sins of the parent passes on to the children so this word of god is for our learning it is for our correction today so that we can see how Serving the one true living God will set us free. It is not popular to follow God. It is not popular by people to pat you on the back and say, I'm proud of you. You're doing the right thing. You can be doing right for, for so long and nobody tells you anything. But God is the one that will let you know when he's happy with you because he will reward you. He will reward you. Like he said, those who seek him diligently He will reward you abundantly and publicly. So we have to continue to stay before the throne like King Josiah did in all his days. And I mean, it's a success story. Again, it's a testimony. These are testimonies. And these testimonies don't die, saints. These testimonies are not dead. They are alive. They're well springing forth inside of our bellies and our spirits because God wants us to just realize that this information is pleasing him when he says, okay, you're eating now from the right plate. You're eating now from the right um, you know, part of the buffet that I have spread before you that I'm preparing you for leadership. So we don't know from week to week what topic we're going to talk about. But we do know one thing, that we give the Holy Spirit freedom. We submit to the Holy Spirit. He's the greatest teacher and we are students and we are here learning as well as hoping that someone can receive something at a later date from these words of God, these words, the scripture, the words from the Holy Spirit, and that we can continue to be strengthened by it ourselves. And I just want to just thank God for just who he is, and I want to continue to serve this living, true God of the Holy Bible. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And what Josiah probably heard or probably read uh, when they were reading the, the, the deuteronomy book was it 's deuteronomy twenty eight and i 'm going to show you the contrast with deuteronomy twenty eight on the eighth starting at the eighth to the fourth to the thirteenth verse and then we 're going to skip over to uh, the forty third and forty fourth one part talks about the blessings and then there's another part that talks about the curses and When you read these two areas, when we read these two areas, you will see the contrast. And when you are working under the spirit of God, working in conjunction with pleasing God, so many things uh, starts to happen. The blessings begin to come because of your obedience. Verse 8, it says, the Lord shall command the blessings upon you and your storehouses and in all that that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. Now, this is what Josiah probably read and, and understood, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of the ground, and in the land which the Lord shall, Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Here's another verse. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasures, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in the season, and to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail, and shall be above only, and the Lord shall not and, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commands of the Lord, thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. Now, his switches over here. He talks about another part, the curses. He said, the stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. So you see the contrast as God is telling them, if you, uh, Josiah, these are the blessings that I will give to you if you follow my commands. And over here, he's telling them, okay, I'm going to take all of those things away. Calamity is going to fall like uh, the prophetess Huldah uh, had prophesied to them that calamity was, was inevitable for them. But God was going to spare Josiah from going through that issue. And unfortunately, his sparing was his death that he would not see or experience that in his kingship lifetime. But all of the work that Josiah did, it, it made the land print plenteous. And, and they hearkened unto the Lord and God blessed the land. But you know what happens is always when we at our Greatest moment with God, when we are serving and worshiping God in spirit, in spirit and in truth, there's always somebody in our circle or out of our circle that still had that evil factor in it, that still wish to do you harm, that still wish to do do things that's not pleasing to God in our circle. So we have to understand that God is going to bless us. God is going to bless the hands that we we use when we are obedient to Him, so we should not ever worry about um, our provisions. We should not ever worry about how God, uh, what we're going to eat, or if we, if we put our, ourselves in a place where we want to be blessed. If we know that we're following God's command, if we're serving and worshiping Him, if we we are not erecting idols, like Denise says in our lives, that that are taken away. Our worship from Him, then we would we should walk confidently, knowing that we are pleasing God, because we are doing uh, doing everything, doing everything that we need to do to please Him. So that concludes tonight, and uh, I just want to say thank you all for joining in. I pray that you all have gotten something out of it you know, and, and the subject. When we know better, we do better, okay? The Word of God is being expressed out on YouTube and all those other places and other platforms. Instead of hitting like and just moving on, take some time and listen to them. Take some time to uh, follow them in the Word of God. If you have a Bible, take some time, if you're a non believer to find out why they believe, Why? what are the purpose of them saying Uh, what they're saying on their channel. Uh, Additionally, you know, spend some time getting a Bible of your own and reading it and and understanding the Bible. You know, you might not like the King James Version. Get a North American Standard Bible. Get a a, a New King James Version Bible. Those Bibles are, are in American language that you can probably understand better. But the most important thing, be like Josiah. When he got the word, he started reading, he started obeying it. I mean, it ain't about a religion right now. It's not about uh, going to the four walls and going to an established place. It's about creating in you a clean heart. It's about understanding the God uh, of creation, the God that created this world. It's about you accepting him as the creator. It's about You learning and growing in your life to know who his son Jesus is. What was Jesus' purpose on this earth? He died for our sins. Do you accept that atonement? Do you accept that gift of, of grace to be reconciled back to God? So those are the things the Bible teaches us and helps us through the calamity and the things that the people that were chosen went through in the Bible and talks about how they could not, they could not do it on their own, and they could not uphold all of the commands that that were in the Bible. Therefore, they needed a Savior. They needed to be saved because you see that there are curses of disobedience, and how long are you going to continue to disobey when you have read and you understand the, the scriptures? How are you going to, you know, how are you going to continue to go that way when the Bible is telling you, okay, there's a way that seems right to every man, but the end result is death, and we don't want to die, and we that's the purpose of us being on the call here today. We don't want you to die. We want you to understand that, that the Bible is, is filled with, with stories and instances and scenarios that can help us understand who we are, where we are, where our place is in the world. And we can find solace, we can find help, we can find strength in these pages. So I thank you all for joining us tonight. And I just want you to know that we love you and uh, God loves you. And if, if there's anything that's going on in your heart today and you're looking for peace, And you're looking for blessings. The Bible tells us that that God will bless us when we obey him, when we walk right up before him. So make a plan. Make a decision to follow God uh, and get to know him. Get to know him as your creator and the God that loves you. And with that being said, we're going to say good night and close with a word of prayer.
1: Father God, we thank you for your word tonight. We pray that you will continue to hear our prayers. Oh, God, we lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our teacher. We pray, oh, God, that we will continue to turn to you for everything, Lord God, that we are in need of. And we stand as intercessors, Lord, praying that you would allow this broadcast to reach ears and hearts, oh, God, that are crying out to know your word and to know who you are. We are so grateful, God, for you healing us, waking us up this morning, touching our loved ones, blessing them, oh God, calling everyone that we know by name. You did not allow the death angel to take anyone, Lord. And Lord, I pray that we will get our steps right and that you would help continually to clean up our hearts and our lives so that we can be great examples to let other people know the testimonies that you have granted to us to have in our lifetime. Father, we're so thankful that you are still on the throne, giving us another chance of grace today. We thank you so much for letting us know that we are your children and that you are our our father and that you are the monotheistic God. And we thank you for your precious love, your precious word. We thank you for forgiveness of our sins through the blood of Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for letting us know that we have salvation because you have died on the cross and you have offered that to all sinners. We thank you for our gift. We want to continue to walk in it. As your servant Paul said, each man should work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Lord, help us to stay focused on our own lane, run our own race, and help love somebody and lift up somebody on the way towards running to the end. And Father God, I pray that we will will all inherit an eternal crown, a prize of eternal life to be with your son Jesus and dwell with the Holy Spirit and with you, Father God, in eternity in the new Jerusalem. Please, Lord God, always remember, we pray, to remember our times that we stopped what we were doing to talk about you, to worship you, to love on you, and to pray to you, Oh God. God, this is, this is all about sharing the relationship that we have with you, with others who you want to know about you. And we're just grateful, God, that you kept us and you spared us because we could have been laying out in our grave right now. But you continue, Lord God, to bind all kinds of demons and spirits that are in the dark world and evil is running rampant. You blocked it, God. You blocked all of those things from harming us and destroying us and taking us out of here before our time. And we will be forever grateful, God, for you to bless our homes, our family members, our friends, and turn our enemies back to you, O God. Turn them to you, Lord, that they may be saved, that they may come to repentance, to know that you are the true living God, the God of the Holy Bible. Jesus, we're so grateful. And Father, we thank you. In your precious Son, Jesus' name, I plead the blood over every ear and every heart that hears this recording. And bless them, Lord God, accordingly. In Jesus' name, I pray, according to your will. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. So God bless you all, and thank you for joining with us. Again, reach out to us by email or by um, um, email or text, and we are so glad that you could join us. So you all have a blessed night, and God loves you. Good night, everyone.